How to Tell Stories to Children is a bi-weekly podcast exploring the science and methodology of storytelling. I am Silke Rose West. And I am Joseph Saracy. We are the authors of How to Tell Stories to Children. Our goal is to foster diverse storytelling by helping individuals like you awaken to the storyteller within. Hi, Silka. Hello, Joe. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Earlier, you were sharing with me about how stories surrounding motherhood can be so deeply meaningful to yourself and to other mothers. And as we approach Mother's Day, there's an invitation that we have to explore those stories of motherhood. Maybe you can help us to wrap our minds around why sharing your story of being a mother, why, why is that vital? Thank you for asking that question. I would say that becoming a mother was probably the biggest initiation that I experienced in my life. I gave birth to my first daughter at age 24, and in that time, I was so strong in my physical body, and I was also raised on a farm and always felt like, oh, giving birth, of course I can do that. And, and there was such a strong feeling within myself, oh yeah, and all the women give birth, of course I can do this. And then in my birthing of my first daughter, I went through three days of labor and uh, had to have an emergency C-section. Yeah. And I came to the edge, you could say. I felt like I was dying. And there was something that I had not heard before. I did not hear before women speaking about that openly with me. Not only did I have an emergency C-section, my child, my baby was also taken away from me for the first like nine hours and was um, in the intensive care unit. And I was alone and I didn't have help or support to breastfeed her. And so I knew I had to pump my milk in order to not uh, lose it. And I had done enough preparation but those were all things where I thought, like, I wish somebody would have told me the story. May I, may I interrupt for just a second to say, we're not in the realm of make-believe here, right? We, we're in the realm of, of true stories, right. let's say. And, and the importance of sharing our stories of our experiences, and in this case, of being a mother, because the reality is beautiful and vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. And in it also, I, I have to say, I had come to America, so I was not surrounded by family. And I had underestimated how important it is to have family members and community around. And then with my second child, I was in New Mexico. I had a group of women that did a blessing way for me before I gave birth. And these women were older than me and they surrounded me and they wished me strength for giving birth. And 
having gone through a C-section and then going to approach a VBAC, a vaginal birth after cesarean, I knew I had to be really strong to do that. And it meant so much for me, each of the prayers these women offered. Because I felt like these women are around me when I give birth, even if they won't be right there. It meant so much. And today I do blessing ways for mothers who are pregnant uh, before giving birth because I would like to give that uh, support to mothers that are going into giving birth and acknowledge how much courage it takes and also that there are sisters around who understand this is not easy. Mm-hmm. In fact, this might be the most difficult thing you ever experience in your life. Mm -hmm. If I may reflect back just to our listeners, you know, we we actually went through the whole process of (laughs) recording something earlier, which, which was beautiful in its own way. And yet sharing the story of what it's like to, to be a mother and the experiences that you went through and other mothers that, you know, you've worked with so many. I think you were, I think you were fair in reflecting back to me that you know, I approached it a little bit as a jolly, let's tell stories for Mother's Day, ha ha ha. But you did a good job of helping me see that I, I was missing something. I was unable to really understand the importance of the issue that you felt in your heart, um, and that caused us to come back to this topic. And maybe you could even speak to that a little bit. Yeah, I think when we approached our podcast uh, in the previous recording, it was more like, oh, happy birthday, Mama, like (laughs) it's your birthday. And I came back into my thoughts and, and, and it arose in me like, yeah, I wish there would be an understanding of how much courage that really took on my part to birth my daughters and to also know it had they have been my biggest gifts but also in the gift came also the pain and the challenges my youngest daughter had severe growing pains when she was little and every night I would get up get up and I would lay next to her and I would rub her legs or the baby that has colic how oftentimes mothers are laying awake at night and uh, taking care of their babies and and sometimes even forget to take care of themselves Mm. because you know this little precious being needs so much care and not all mothers have a loving partner by their side or they may have also people around to tell them what to do that's the other thing i experienced that was greatly frustrating to me and I had a mother-in-law that said, well, let me tell you how to do it. Your child needs a pacifier. And I'm like, my child does not need a pacifier. And we literally had like this fight between the women now because I wanted to raise my child in my way. And she had an opinion too. Now I had to face that as well. And also, once we are mothers, the outside world streams in messages from all around. Mm -hmm. Your child needs this in order to grow healthy. Your child needs that. 
And so we're oftentimes overwhelmed with all these messages, what it takes to be a good mother. What does your baby need so you're a good mother? It, sometimes it would be, I think, more important for someone to step towards us and say, Dear Mother, I see you. Yeah. I acknowledge you. Tell me what you think your child needs. And help us to find that courage to tune into that mother instinct that we have. To feel like there is someone out there who is actually believes that I know. Mm. That means so much. Mm -hmm. And I remember that when I had gone to doctors with my second birth, having a VBAC, a vaginal birth after cesarean, I met quite a few doctors who said, no, you can't do that. And then I met a doctor who said, yes, you can do that. And I was able to do that. Or, you know, you can nurse, there are difficulties, and you can overcome them. We as mothers need oftentimes just the encouragement to walk that extra step along the way. Can I circle back to something that, that, that you spoke to a little bit ago? Which, because, and I, and I want to share this with our listeners because I do think it's extremely interesting. Right? Earlier, we, we recorded a story for Mother's Day. And, and it was beautiful in its way. Um, I, kept, I kept pushing the story into the children, in a sense. I kept taking the story through the eyes of the children and as they spread into the earth and what happened to them. And it took quite a while for me <laughs> to grasp the fact, really after we had recorded that, that something felt lacking because it was a story for you about Mother's Day. And the story needed to be centered around the mother. And of course, I didn't mean anything uh, ill as, as I told it, but your reflection is important. And it speaks to many of the things that you just shared, which is that in your experience of becoming a mother and raising your children, that so much attention goes on to the baby and on to what the mother needs to do in order to do the right thing, that sometimes we fail to acknowledge the voice, the stories of what it is to become a mother. Is that fair? Yeah, that is fair. And I think while we love to have all the attention given to the child, I think it is important to also gaze into the eyes of the mother and to acknowledge that there is not just the beauty of the little baby. There is also uh, a woman that might have sleepless nights. I'm gazing perhaps as a woman who used to be admired for her beauty. And in the time of pregnancy, maybe she gained a lot of weight and doesn't feel so proud of her own looks anymore. Those are all things that can go along with motherhood. But to look and say, I see you, and I see that, you know, your courage to be that mother. And in COVID times, in particular, mothers have been isolated. So we give birth to the baby, and then we're isolated. Maybe no one can even come into the house. And that is tremendously difficult, because mothers go oftentimes through a postpartum depression. 
And that depression has to do with a loss of an old life where you were young and you had maybe parties or you went out and all of a sudden you're at home with this precious being and your heart is filled with love for this baby, but your heart also is actually grieving the loss of a life that you had before. Hey everyone, Joseph Saracy here. We're going to get back to the podcast in a second, but I want to share a few announcements. First, thanks for listening. We love your comments and questions too, so keep them coming. You can reach us on our About page at howtotellstoriestochildren.com. Second, please rate this podcast and write a review if you have the time. It makes it easier for other folks to find us. You can also pledge $4 at Patreon and help keep this podcast alive and free for everyone. Third, the relaunch of our book is scheduled for June 22nd. We're going to be announcing lots of extra events, interviews, and giveaways in the next few months, so stay tuned. If you're not already on our mailing list, you can sign up at howtotellstoriestochildren.com. Finally, we're delighted to announce that the book has 15 foreign editions and counting, including Chinese, German, Japanese, Spanish, Korean, Arabic, and a whole lot more. So, wherever you're listening, you're bound to find a copy soon. Okay, now back to the episode. Yeah, you mentioned working with these women with a therapist. What are some of the insights you gained from that experience? It was really important for these moms to come together on a Zoom call mm -hmm. to because we shared stories about also what came up in becoming a mother. Some of the women had stories about their own mothers who had lost a child or mothers who had died. And all of a sudden these stories from our own lineage, they are coming up with this newborn baby. It's not just like, oh, you have here this beautiful new baby. Sometimes there is a story that comes up with it. Like in your case, your mother died when you were one years old. There are so many things that have to be processed. I'm sure that there was a time when your child was one years old. If you were a mother, that would come back into your face as something very scary. And so to have other women there that can process with you, that here, that there is fear, there is fear around the mortality of our children even. Well, I think it's interesting that, that you bring that up, actually, because I think this is what we encountered earlier, too, is that my entire approach to Mother's Day, frankly, I think probably my entire life until this maybe very moment, thank you, <laughs> has always been through gratitude. Right. I, I think I've always approached it because, of course, I did I did lose my mother and, and yet I I love her dearly. And I also love my Aunt Marge, who cared for me for those few years after she had died. And then the woman I call my mom when my dad remarried. So I have many mothers in my life and I experience the gratitude and the love. And yet. I don't know that I've ever fully given my attention to what you're suggesting here, which is, is more of an empathic connection and not just the expression of gratitude on Mother's Day, but 
this celebration, I don't, maybe that's not the right word, this acknowledgement, you're talking about all these interesting ways that you yourself and many other mothers are called to be strong, in, literally in the birthing process, giving birth, the surgeries that sometimes come after the fact, the loss of and change in lifestyles, and yet this dedication to this child and how vital it is to have that acknowledged and not just, oh, thanks for being such a great mom. Here's a card and, and some flowers. But hmm, what are those stories that each mother has out there of her experience? I think it's important what you're saying. In my 20 years at the Waldorf School, I always did interviews with mothers and fathers. Uh, if they brought me a child, I always asked to hear the birth story. And then in it, I could actually see the mother. And then I was able to also see, is it easy for this mother to release her child to me? For some mothers, that's a really hard thing to do to let your child go for the very first time into a classroom and the door is going to be closed. And I realized I had to create uh, that trust with the mother. So she and I had an understanding like your child will be safe with me. I will do whatever is in my power to make sure your child will have a good day. That was so important. And in it, I also learned to see mothers of, from all different walks of life. I also sat with mothers who were in a dying phase themselves. I sat with a mother who walked with her child that had a terminal illness. So I've been in these places with the mothers, and I will do whatever I can to acknowledge mothers by bowing to them and saying thank you and it is actually the greatest gift that you have that trust in me that i get to care for your child so i've had the privilege of seeing the way that you engage with mothers here in our community and i think you're widely respected as a mother and a teacher and all your work with children and women basically of all ages. I'm wondering if you can help some of our listeners understand, give them maybe some insight into how, how the story of their own motherhood might be a vital thing to share today. All right. Well, first of all, I would encourage all of our listeners that are mothers to find that courage to tell your own story as a mother. Look closely at motherhood for yourself. Take a little time and find what stands out for you when the word mother is spoken. What are the first three words that come to mind when you hear the word mother and when you think about your own motherhood? Then I invite you to craft a story about your motherhood that you could share with other women, 
You mean you mean the true story of motherhood, right? You're not talking about some fabricated imaginary thing. Is that right? That's correct. I'm okay. talking about what, uh, like, yeah, what is motherhood for you? How mm -hmm. can you tell a story about your experience as mother to help bring more of an understanding to men or to people of all different ages to around that topic? It's an empowering of women. When women can be seen as mothers and your story will help, it's like I'm a mother too. Imagine that strength that can arise out of all of our stories being shared on Mother's Day. What an impact that will make. And also for it will help mothers who will have to find their voice because maybe they're too overwhelmed, maybe they have lost their voice, maybe they feel like they're not important enough because now they don't have a high-paying job and they're just stuck at home with their babies. I don't know. There are so many different aspects that we can experience motherhood and it's basically each one of you holds an aspect of that story of that reality and in sharing your stories you're empowering others to give voice to theirs that's correct yeah and then there will be something illuminated by all of these stories that helps to come to a greater understanding what it means and what it takes to be a healthy mother in these times. Yeah, and maybe an idea for, for fathers out there who might be listening, that one of the greatest ways to honor your wife or the mother of your child, whoever it might be, is to make that space and invite that story to come out. And that might not necessarily be for the children. Right? We're not talking about sharing stories for the kids about how, oh, the beautiful things of, of being a mother. Although that might be part of it, but allowing that authentic story to come forth, being receptive, listening. And if you have never heard the story from your own mother about your birth, about her own experience, because there is a generation that really had not, didn't speak so much about it, I invite you to ask these elders, uh, even if you're a grown man by now, if you can ask, ask on Mother's Day, tell me, Mother, a little story that stands out for you when you were young and you raised children. What would you like to share with me? Something that is a gift because I carry that with me in my heart forever. Yeah, what was it like for you? Yeah. I, I want to know. Right. I'm listening. Yeah, that's, that's a gift. Yeah. Thank you, Silke. Thanks mm -hmm. for sharing all this. I think it's really a, a lot of beautiful insight. Happy Mother's Day to you. Thank you. Happy Mother's Day to all our listeners out there. May it be a beautiful day. May it be so. Thank you, Joe. And thank you all to all of our listeners. May we honor our mothers. And may we help those mothers who have forgotten how to honor themselves to come back on their feet 
and to shine and to be strong and remember their beauty and their being as mothers. Thank you. Thank you for listening to How to Tell Stories to Children, a bi-weekly podcast from the authors of How to Tell Stories to Children, an acclaimed new book empowering parents and teachers across the world. A new edition is due out in 15 languages from Houghton Mifflin Harcourt in June of 2021. You can find more story ideas at howtotellstoriestochildren.com and on our Facebook page. You can also submit questions and topics. We like to hear from you. And by pledging $4 on Patreon, you can help us keep this podcast alive and free for everyone. Together, we can spread the intimacy and joy of storytelling, one family at a time.